Hawks have a brand new coach. Welcome to the emergency episode of the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you guys the stories beyond the score. I'm Lauren Williams. I'm the beat reporter here at the AJC covering the Hawks. And we've got a lot to get into in this very small span of time. Obviously, it's an emergency pod, so we don't want to take up too much of it. But We'll talk about Quinn Snyder joining the Hawks, what that means, when you guys will be seeing him on the sidelines. And then, of course, we'll go over Sunday's game against the Nets, where Joe Prunty is now 2-0 in his era as interim head coach. Of course, that is over now that Quinn Snyder has been brought aboard. But before we get too far into that, if you are listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever it is you guys get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to our emergency show, everyone. If you guys haven't seen the news, the Hawks have a new head coach. Quinn Snyder has officially, officially joined the Atlanta Hawks as their newest coach. Now, It's not really much of a shock since we've been seeing him linked to the team over the last five or so days after the firing of former coach Nate McMillan last Tuesday, but now it's official. They have gone through all of the deals that they needed to sign. Um, All the I's are dotted, all the T's are dotted, and Hawks fans will be introduced to new head coach Quinn Snyder on Monday afternoon around 2 p.m. So Bally Sports Southeast has announced that they will live stream that so you guys can follow along and hear Quinn Snyder's answers to media members' questions of what his philosophy is, of his schemes, you know, which direction he wants to take this organization or rather the roster. And The Hawks have signed him to five years, guys. So barring any hiccups, he's going to be around for some time. He has some success over the course of his years as the head coach of the Utah Jazz before his resignation last season, at the end of last season. And, you know, the Hawks have hopes that he'll be the guy that can get them into being a perennial postseason team a championship caliber team as they would say now Daniel when you when you saw that everything was official what was your initial reaction the timing of it all I think Mm -hmm. it's just how crazy you go from letting go of Nate McMillan Mm -hmm. less than a week ago Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and all of a sudden you have a new head coach. Usually the interim head coach will probably last a whole year. Then you go searching. But Mm -hmm. apparently he had to be on the mind of Landry Fields and company even before or right after they were letting go of Nate McMillan. And so the fact that Joe Prunty now potentially won't be coaching any more games for the Hawks for the rest of the season. Is he now the winningest coach in in Hawks history, (laughs) by the way, by winning percentage? I mean, probably. I mean, I believe he is, what, two and one as interim head coach. Not this season, but as a whole, two wins uh, as interim head coach this season. And then he had a loss when he filled in for Nate McMillan last season during the COVID COVID season when, you know, everyone was dealing with that. But what's funny is it's I I guess it's not really funny, but Quinn Snyder's going to take over exactly one week since the team announced that they were moving on from Nate McMillan. One week. So the Hawks will face the Wizards on Tuesday. That's Tuesday, February 28th. They let go of Nate McMillan last Tuesday, February 21st. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah, so you're going to have three different head coaches in a span of a week, technically. In the span of one week. We're a team that's over 500 now. At 31 exactly. and 30 after their win over the Nets, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. But I feel like, mm-hmm. one, we'll know more um, this afternoon, um, or Monday afternoon, I should say, whenever um, Quinn talks to the media. But, like, what's his role going to be besides a head coach? How much mm-hmm. decision-making is he going to have with player personnel? It's just yeah. going to be weird, too, because most likely a head coach picks his staff you're mm-hmm. still going to coach with this staff for the rest of the year, but mm-hmm. who knows how many of them are going to survive Quinn Snyder whenever he decides to choose his own staff in the offseason. So mm-hmm. there is a little bit of, you know, this word has been used a lot in our podcast last week. Weird. Tons of weirdness still throughout yeah. this whole thing. But clearly he was the guy that Landry and Tony yes. Wrestler had in mind. So yes. the fact that now this is coming to fruition just in less than a week is the crazy thing about it. Quinn's a very good mm-hmm. coach. You mentioned eight years in Utah, 372 wins, which averages out to almost 47 wins per season, mm-hmm. made the playoffs in his last six seasons. And he left basically because they knew they were about to hit a rebuild. I mean, it wasn't anything where they were letting to let him go. There was a bad breakup between Utah and, and, and Quinn. It was basically like, you're probably going to trade Donovan. You might be trading Rudy. You end up trading both. I'm out. I don't want to go through a rebuild because he is a really good coach. So, the fact that he's taken over this squad, a really good Atlanta squad, um, is intriguing. But just mm-hmm. the timing of it all is, is just weird. And it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. The fact that, oh, yeah, he could be coaching in the game on Tuesday. That is just oh, no, no, insane to me. Be. Not could be. He is? He is. He see, that's is. insane to me. That's just he insane. He is. So, so you put out a few questions that I can actually answer almost immediately. Excellent. So the first question is, is he going to be coaching on Tuesday? Yes, he will be. He will be on the bench. He will be coaching on Tuesday when the Hawks face the Wizards. I think I answered that already. The second question that you had, what is his role going to be? So he is just going to be coach. He's going to be coach. So there, I know that there were a few reports here and there that speculated about whether he would have a role in the front office or anything like that. But nope, he is strictly coach uh the way that the hawks describe it is that he's gonna be a partner so the way i interpret that is that landry fields kyle corver and that ilk will be running the front office they'll be the guys that set up the roster now 
as far as Quinn, he's going to be that the guy that coaches, but he obviously will have a very strong voice as far as what type of players he wants, what works, what doesn't work. But he it doesn't sound like he has any decision making powers whatsoever. Okay. And then there was another question that you brought in, but now that I've said those the answers to those, I can't remember. Well, I do have another question for you. Go ahead. I kind of want to know what your thoughts are. You've kind of just been laying out the groundwork of what this deal yes. means for the Hawks, but in, in your words, how do you feel about Quinn Snyder becoming the next Hawks head coach? You know, I think it's what they need, and I think what will be interesting is to see what his relationship with Trey Young is like. I think you know they'll go through their honeymoon phase, but he's on he's scheduled to be on staff. Well, I, I say the word scheduled because of the reported uh, five year deal that he signed, but he's expected to be there for at least five years. And I think one of the reasons that Utah didn't quite make it over the hump is, is that he seemed to have run into some professional uh, roadblocks with Donovan Mitchell. And now, you know, we've seen in in the NBA that these teams can have a good relationship with these coaches personally, but professionally, they just seem to butt heads. So I think that will be the the most interesting part of this whole ordeal. So I think that Quinn is a great coach. I think he'll bring a modern offense to this team, something that they've lacked over, you know, the last season and a half. And I think that obviously Trey Young, John Collins, and Clint Capella are three people that I think will automatically benefit because Kyle Corver told my editor, Chris Vivlamore, that Quinn Snyder's basically a pick and roll savant. <laughs> And, you know, you had a guy that was working with Donovan Mitchell, as we already said, as well as Rudy Gobert, who basically were pick and roll guys. So I think that this is a, a good start. We'll see how, you know, I don't think we can really judge too much this season just because, you know, it's hard to. And Joe Prunty said it himself when we started asking him questions as interim head coach, but it's hard to make wholesale changes to everything. Right. You can't expect to go zero to 60 in terms of implementing a brand new scheme right away because these guys are going to have to go through growing pains as far as adjusting to what Quinn wants to operate. But you have to believe that the front office maybe had some confidence in these players that they would be able to adjust to uh, whatever it is Quinn was going to start implementing. And I think, of course, we don't know what... And you mentioned this a little bit when you were talking, Daniel, but we have no idea what Quinn Snyder's plans are as far as filling out his staff. But this is the perfect time for the guys that are remaining on that bench to audition and hopefully make their case for being on Coach Snyder's staff. Now, I think what can work in some of these guys' favors is that a, a few of them are responsible for the development of some of the guys that are currently on this roster. I mean, you know, I know <laughs> Coach uh, Nate McMillan's son gets quite a bit of flack every once in a while for being related to Coach McMillan, but he's been a huge proponent in A.J. Griffin's development this year. I know A.J. hasn't quite been shooting as well as he had when he started the season, but Griffin has said on a number of his availabilities with us that Jamel McMillan is has been quite quite a a, a or has quite has played quite a role, excuse me, in in training him this season. And then you have guys like 
assistant coach Matt Hill, who's worked a lot with the bigs like Onyeka Okongu, Clint Capella, of course, new addition in Bruno, Fernando, coach Nick Van Exel. He's worked a lot with Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and a lot of the starting point guards or uh, the guards who we know uh, are very, very much responsible for running the team's offense. And then you have guys like Paul Jesperson, who has been working with Jalen Johnson, John Collins, a lot of the forwards on this team. So a lot of these guys have cases to make for being a part of Coach Snyder's staff just because of how much work that they've put in with the player development that this team has has had. I know that moving forward, player development is a huge characteristic that the coaches, or excuse me, the front office was looking for in a new head coach. And so I don't see why it wouldn't help to have some continuity with some of these guys who have been developing these young players. And, you know, maybe they can learn a thing or two from Quint Snyder, who has a history of developing guys. So I think there's a lot of benefit for for them staying around. And well, again, we'll see what Coach Snyder does when he gets in, gets his chance to see things on the ground and then make his decisions from there. But we have a game to talk about briefly. So before we do that, this is the Hawks report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to the Hawks Report from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. I just want to take this time to thank everyone that has subscribed to the AJC and AJC.com. It's what makes all of this possible. If you haven't joined our community yet, we do have a special deal available right now for listeners of this podcast. You can get unlimited digital access to everything the AJC has to offer for the next six months for just 99 cents. That's all of the stories on AJC, the terrific e-paper, and all of the newsletters, including Bradley's buzz from legendary columnist Mark Bradley. That's just 99 cents for the next six months. So to take advantage of this offer, you can go to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. So Daniel, as we mentioned at the top of the show, there was a game on Sunday night. So what did you see? Yeah, absolutely. A nice win for the Hawks as they defeat the Nets 129 to 127, a high-scoring affair, which is normally what we've been seeing from this Hawks squad lately. It was a game-winning buzzer-beater floater from Trey Young with 7.4 seconds to go. Trey took it the entire way, and I could have sworn Spencer Dinwiddie was going to block it from behind, but he was able to get the shot off in time. And a big win for the Hawks, win two in a row post-All-Star break. 
They had an 18-point lead in the second quarter. That went away in the third as they ended up being down by a handful of points. But I thought the three-point shooting by the Hawks really kept them in this game. They were 16 of 30 from beyond the arc. It was just a solid win. The Hawks also had an eight-point lead with 117 to go. Got a little worried as the Brooklyn Nets came storming back, tied the game up. And again, they needed a Trey Young floater to get the win. But still, the fact that they've won two in a row with all the adversity they've had to face throughout this entire week, it was a big win for them. So, Lauren, what did you see from them? One down the stretch in order to hang on to this win and kind of what stuck out to you about their second win in a row? Yeah, I think, Daniel, it was just the composure that they had. I, I think in the past, what we've seen is this Hawks team kind of fl- get flustered whenever teams make these big runs and they struggle to kind of adjust. But I think under the guidance of interim head coach Joe Prunty, they've shown a lot of composure and they've been able to kind of get themselves back into these matchups. Um, obviously, against the Cavaliers last Friday, it wasn't that kind of story because they got the lead, kept it, and kind of put the Cavaliers away early, whereas tonight we really needed to see them perform well in the clutch, which has been something that they've struggled with all season. But a good thing for them to do as head coach uh, Quinn Snyder joins them uh, beginning on Tuesday. Yep, absolutely. So we'll see what happens there. So nice win for the Hawks. And now the Quinn Snyder era begins, Lauren, on Tuesday. And again, props to Joe Prunty going undefeated in his interim coaching for the Hawks uh, this week. And yeah, three coaches in a week now for Atlanta. It's something you normally don't see, um, but I'm excited to see what Tuesday has in store for us as they take on the Wizards. Yeah, but before that, Daniel, we're going to actually have our normal episode uh, where we get a chance to hear from Quinn. Um, We'll get a chance to talk to him after he addresses the media on Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. And we'll get to talk to him one-on-one and get a chance to learn more about him and what he's looking to do in this new era of the Hawks organization. So make sure you guys come back and join us on Tuesday when the podcast episode goes live, wherever it is you guys get those episodes. Until then, I'm Lauren Williams, joined as usual by trusty handy-dandy producer Daniel Salerson. And we'll catch you guys on Tuesday. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor. But I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.